so yes i was basically in bed the entire time and i feel like yeah. i completely wasted my reading break though i did finish uh i finished some sort of uh assignments that i think there was an assignment that wasn't due until the 22nd but i finished it two days ago so oh, okay that's uh, good yeah it's it's annoying when they they give you like oh 300 to 350 words maximum on this uh assignment but then you need to write more because mm -hmm. it's like I want to get my point across but I can't do it in 300 to 350 words which is it's really hard to do especially when you want to like touch on all these little different things so that you can get all your points mm -hmm. so it was it was difficult but I I just needed this time to kind of recharge a bit because I feel like uh, well, it's just spring semester. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, but it was our friend Hannah's birthday. Oh, yeah. It was her birthday on Friday. Yeah, Friday. No. No, Thursday. 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 They're all blending in, Annika. <laughs> the days are all blending together. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my God, it's Saturday. Yeah. Like yeah. I, had, I had the day off yesterday because I had like a day in lieu from family day. So I was like, oh, wait, is this Saturday or is this Friday? Yeah. It was Friday. <laughs> yeah, I got Hannah like a, a shirt and it finally arrived a couple days ago. But then I also got her something else that was supposed to show up in the same package. And it was supposed to show up between the 12th and the 16th, but it still hasn't showed up yet. Mm. So I'm kind of like, where is it? <laughs> And I was trying to uh, to track it, but then it just said it's shipping. This <laughs> is not specific. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully it shows up, or else I will be very annoyed at Redbubble. Mm -hmm. Is that the um, stickers? The place that makes stickers. Is it like you got uh, Hannah the stickers or was that Sydney got her stickers? I got her stickers. You got her stickers, okay. Yeah. So it was some uh, Pedro Pascal uh, stickers uh, because there was one that we were talking about where it's like a picture of him just like holding a drink and then it they kind of have a faded other picture of him like going like ah <laughs> it just it's like what goes on in what goes on inside your head as you're yeah. just kind of hmm. so we had been talking about that and how much we really liked it so I actually found a sticker of it and so mm -hmm. I, I was sending that to her I think two other ones were just of him looking gorgeous mm -hmm. and then another one just to mix it up a little bit was like a sign that said like road work ahead I sure <laughs> hope it does yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's like a defining quote from our generation mm -hmm. um, that everyone from like Gen Z kind of knows. Yeah. I never really used mine. I was, I was a little bit too young for you for it, I think. Mm -hmm. Like it came out when we were like in grade seven or grade eight. So I guess we could have, uh, was it great? might've been a little bit earlier, but I remember like, I remember being like that age and seeing mine. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But it's only for older people. <laughs> But, like, like everyone, I've never been on it. Yeah, but like everyone talks about it like it was just like, oh, this magnificent thing and like it, they're funny. <laughs> it's just like it, I don't really feel a connection to them. Yeah, I think it was just because uh, I've watched a lot of compilations mm -hmm. of them. I never had the actual like app. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've watched a lot of compilations too. Yeah. But I'm just like really Oh, sorry. But I feel like TikTok is kind of taking that place. <laughs> Yeah, where TikTok's like, just like a good place for anything that you want. Yeah, TikTok is just kind of where I go at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Not even TikTok, it's Instagram Reels. I don't use TikTok unless I need to like find somebody specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there was, I think right now there's a big craze over this pasta dish that everyone has been wanting to try. Yeah, it's like tomatoes and like cheese. Like some sort of feta. Yeah. Feta or borsin. Some people like have I, mixed like, it up a little bit. I've heard it's good, but it's just like a white sauce. It's just like a regular pasta white sauce. <laughs> I really don't like white sauce. Oh, really? 
Yeah. I like the creamy. I, I don't like the hearty tomato sauces or anything. Really? Yeah, mm. it's just too rich for me. I like having like a, I don't want a good pasta to have, um, I don't want it to be heavy because like the noodles <laughs> are always so heavy. He's like, I don't want it to be heavy. That's why I chose the cream sauce. The rich cream <laughs> okay, sauce. Okay. <laughs> I mean, also, to be, to be fair, um, Alfredo is the only sauce I know how to make, so. Ah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the other sauces are easy to make, but. Yeah. One of the main staples of my uh, living off campus in university, like the main staple uh uh, meal that I would Dish, make would yeah. be like uh, spaghetti and then some prego uh, oh, sauce, sauce yeah. and then adding some of like the oh what's his name it's like something hot sauce I don't know oh Frank's hot sauce yes yeah. I was like it's not Joe it's not Bob <laughs> <laughs> Frank's hot sauce yeah so <laughs> Man, Frank's hot sauce was in everything I ate in second year university. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, my staple dish was, I like, I like to prep cook. So I made chili a lot because mm-hmm. my grandma got me a slow cooker and I like, I had it at school. So like on Wednesday mornings, I would wake up like at like 8 a.m., put a slow cooker on and go back to bed <laughs> <laughs> until like 10 a.m. But I had to like actually monitor it. And then I had choir at 12. So I had, I had like, I put it in for four hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, but sometimes like if you mess up on the slow cooker it smells so bad yeah because it just sits there like I did beef and broccoli it smelled so bad oh, no. yeah because <laughs> I didn't saute the, the broccoli beforehand I just kind of put it in there raw so uh, yeah Oof. yeah broccoli can be a hit or miss it can either smell really good or really bad I just shouldn't have tried it I was like I know I don't like broccoli in the first place and I'll just gonna fix it <laughs> <laughs> I mean broccoli and cheese sauce yes and like broccoli and cheese soup yes yeah but I mean but broccoli with cheese I mean anything with cheese <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I think one of our last uh like roommate hurrahs before we had to part ways because of COVID was that we bought like a big thing of pizza and then we also got I think we got some wine it's mm-hmm. definitely Jacob's Creek and then we we also went on like a an adventure to try and find some garlic bread mm-hmm. because we were like oh yes this is so refined and yeah. it's very Italian and stuff but then we realized that we also had like pizza which is kind of like very, dough bread yeah. based yeah. <laughs> and then and garlic, garlic bread, bread and wine <laughs> and very... we were not feeling good at the no, end yeah uh, like none of us have like gluten problems, but we are f- still feeling it. If you eat that much, then you'll have gluten problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many people do they, do they live with in uh, Victoria? Technically, it was eight. Oh my God. Well, like the the person or the landlord, he had like divided this house up into like downstairs and then upstairs. And thank goodness, my friend and. I and two other guys had the upstairs area because when we made friends with some of the downstairs people and we saw where they were living, it was not good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so like we made good friends with uh, one girl from the bottom area and uh, she spent a lot of time uh, upstairs with us. So we had a a good time knowing her. And it's kind of weird to think that I only knew her for maybe like two and a half months, Mm -hmm. but I felt like that big connection with her. Yeah, for sure. And I was talking to her the other day because uh, I had texted her saying like, oh yeah, uh, we got the bike, the bike tire fixed because <laughs> I think I told you about this, but in July, when we went to go get my stuff moved out, uh, mm-hmm. we went to go get my bike, which was in the backyard. And then I noticed that the tire was completely flattened or like mm-hmm. punctured. Yeah. And so I was like, oh okay maybe this happened when we were moving it because it was originally like inside for a while and then was put back outside when I wasn't there um but then I texted my friend who was downstairs but she had moved out by that point and she said like oh yeah so I've been meaning to tell you this since like April but uh like this was July so this was a couple of months and she's like I've been meaning to tell you that I was knife throwing in the backyard and it hit 
like one of the knives hit the board that I was aiming at and then it ricocheted off and then it hit your bike and popped the tire and all that. <laughs> and apparently she had had like a big panic attack because she's like, oh my God, I like yeah. ruined her bike and whatever. But I was like, oh no, it's nothing to worry about. But it was just so funny that it was her knife throwing in the backyard yeah. of all things. That so broke random. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that I never rode that bike anyways. It's probably going to get sold soon. Mm-hmm. Because Victoria is way too hilly to have a, a like leisure bike. Mm-hmm. You need you need a mountain bike. Yeah, Victoria is really hilly. I was driving there in uh, well, I obviously didn't drive there, but I like took the ferry that I was driving around Victoria um, to Max's place. It was really hilly, and I'm like, wow, it's like imagine having having like a standard car here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Anna has drinking an ice cap, and I've had an ice cap in forever. <laughs> Yeah, I was oh. like, ooh, I'm so excited to have it. I actually haven't had coffee all week. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just it just strains your vocal cords. Somebody always teacher was like, you can just have tea this week instead of coffee. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I can't have tea without milk. Oh really? Not even like herbal teas? Maybe like honey I, I just, lemon ginger? I just don't like it. Oh, okay. Huh. It's just not it doesn't seem worth it to drink it. Yeah, we had chai last night because we we ate Indian food last night, and we had uh, we made our own chai on uh, we I didn't make it. My stepmom made the chai on the stove. It was really good. It was like fennel and I don't know what else goes in chai, but it was fennel. <laughs> I need to like dissect what would be in chai because I'm allergic to something that's in it. Oh really? Yeah, something like because when we would have like Hornby Island music festivals every summer, mm-hmm. um, there'd be people who would be selling this like really nice smelling chai tea, but I could never have it because even just smelling it made my throat want to close up. Oh, really? Yeah. So like it wasn't life threatening or anything. It was just something strange. And mm-hmm. I thought maybe it's just something from their recipe. But then when I was working at, uh, at a, an amusement park that shall not be named, um I was making a a cup of chai tea for one of the workers and it happened again so I was kind of like yeah I'm just gonna stay away from it and I had talked to some guy at David's one day and I was like yeah just any or I told him like oh just pick something for me I'm not really picky but just nothing chai and he's like oh why is that and I was like well I'm allergic and he's like well that's a sorry existence <laughs> okay. I mean but maybe if you know like what specific ingredient it is you can make your own and they can take it out yeah. maybe it's a combination of ingredients like when you add the fennel and the I don't know what else is in fennel. like if you add this ingredient plus this ingredient it's not a good time for Annika yeah because I've had the the like chai or what do you call it like vanilla chai lattes iced something from McDonald's that they have in the summer mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah kind of like a frappuccino yeah and I've had that and that's okay but then again it tastes really artificial I'm sure it's like not but tea. <laughs> it's not actually chai yeah yeah so... maybe just maybe you can only have that chai <laughs> Just the fake powder chai. <laughs> the fake <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one that tastes a bit like plastic. Yeah. Whenever you drink chai tea, like from um a from like a cafe like that, and I know it's like from a machine, I'm like, this is so classy, but it's like it's the exact same without chocolate. Like it's it's <laughs> the same powder. <laughs> it's just a different flavor. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a big tea like connoisseur but uh, mm-hmm. I like my like I'm I'm a big Earl Grey person mm. yeah I like Earl Grey and Orange Pico Orange Pico's pretty good too do you want to get into the Trail of Oregon for sure first of all did you actually watch it I watched the first 20 minutes and then the last 20 minutes including the son's death Max <laughs> I know I'm sorry it's been a busy week and then yeah uh, um well. But I, I listened to the soundtrack a couple times. Okay. And, yeah. I, I like the video better than I like the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the one they put on Spotify is a little bit different, but I've just listened to the video so many times mm-hmm. that I prefer that version better. I like that they have the same names on the soundtrack and the recorded video. 
Oh, they do? Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Okay. It must be really difficult to remember the names each night. I know. I was thinking about that. I'm like, wait, like, I mean, even Joey Richter, not Joey Richter, um, Jeff Blim at the beginning of the second of the, um, he's like, what's your name again? And like, Lauren Lopez, like, crap hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so welcome back to the podcast, History in the Spotlight. This is episode number 11. The Trail Ooh. to Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. <What's that> pronunciation? <laughs> I don't know. The Trail Oregon. to Oregon. Um, so just a little summary. The musical tells the story of a pioneer family and their journey to Oregon in the style of the Oregon Trail video game. Yeah. Um, hmm? I've, have you ever played that? No, I haven't, but I've seen people, I've seen people like talk about it and how it's like a, how it's like a, one of the, not first video games, but it's like a pioneer in the video game industry. Wasn't there like a Canadian version where some Canadians were like, oh, I haven't played the trail or Oregon trail, but I've played, it's like Yukon trail or something like that. The Yukon trail. Okay. Yeah. Something I knew exact, it. <laughs> I don't know if I can, if I consider Oregon the Yukon of the States, but <laughs> I mean, it's Alaska, but yeah, it's, I guess okay. I guess we're the I guess we're the Oregon of Canada, just Pacific Northwest. Maybe because like they have to go through the Rocky Mountains. I'd say we're a happy medium between like Washington, California, and Oregon. <laughs> yeah, like Washington is like the island, um, California is like the Lower Mainland, and then Oregon is like the interior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone likes weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what everyone has in common yeah <laughs> uh, yeah is it it's like is trail to oregon one of those like it asks you a question of like what you want to do and then you mm-hmm. type it in it's like do you want to go okay. like forward or do you want to go backward do you want to cross this bridge do you want to swim in the river and get dysentery okay because <laughs> <laughs> that those kind of games have always freaked me out oh really yeah, because I think I was like when I was in daycare as a kid and one of the kids there had one of those games and I still vividly remember it that something happened and then you're trying to save the princess or whatever and then yeah. it got really creepy really quickly. So I've just always kind of stayed away from those kind of games. Yeah. But it seems like a very 80s and 90s thing. Yeah. Um, do you want to go into the background of the Oregon Trail? Oregon Trail, which is some of the most boring <laughs> i texted you i was like learning yeah. about the oregon trail is so dang boring and it is um but there's a lot about it that i had to wade through um so the oregon trail is a 2170 mile or for you canadians and the rest of the world 3490 kilometers it's a that's so that's how long it is from mm-hmm. east to west and it was a large wheeled wagon <laughs> route large wheeled wagon route try saying that ten times fast and an immigrant immigrant trail jesus <laughs> so it spanned from the missouri river to oregon uh it was first laid by fur trap fur traders and trappers from maybe approximately uh 1811 to 1840 but at that point it was only passable on foot or on horseback so when 1836 was the first migrant wagon trail which was organized in independence missouri uh so wagon trails uh were increasingly extended to oregon and reached all the way to willamette valley in oregon so from the early to mid 1830s, the Oregon Trail was used by approximately 400,000 settlers, farmers, miners, ranchers, business owners, and their families. Uh, though apparently, according to this musical, they say that the only kinds of people out there are farmers, bankers, and oh, what was the other one? Yeah, I uh, don't remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, So we start off with the Lewis and Clark expedition. So in 1803, President Thomas Jefferson, mm -hmm, David Mm -hmm. Diggs, (laughs) told (laughs) Meriwether Lewis to explore the Missouri River. 
So this is a quotation of what he actually said. So the object of your mission is to explore the Missouri River and such principal stream of it as by its course and communication with the waters of the Pacific Ocean, whether the Columbia, Oregon, Colorado, and or other river may offer the most direct or pra practicable water communication across the, this continent and for purposes of commerce. So the Lucing Clark expedition partially mapped the first route across the United States between 1804 and 1806. They concluded that there was no easy route through the Northern Rocky Mountains, but the ways that they had mapped uh, had opened the area up for mountain men to try their hand at making their way through. Uh, and they eventually found a better way across, but it was still pretty difficult. So then we move on to the Pacific Fur Company. Um, so in 1810, uh, the Pacific Fur Company was created by John Jacob Astor, who was a fur trader, entrepreneur, and one of the wealthiest men in the United States at the time. Uh, so he funded an expedition with the purpose of finding a possible overland supply route and trapping territory for fur trading posts. They used Lewis and Clark's route until they feared attack from Blackfoot Indians and they veered south into Wyoming and then into Idaho. So difficulties forced them to abandon their horses uh, at Snake River and they tried to take a boat down the river, but then the waterfalls and rapids made that impossible. So they walked to the Columbia River and made new boats and they made it to Fort Astoria. So this demonstrated that much of the voyage along the Snake River Plain across to the Columbia was possible with pack trains and perhaps even wagons. So this knowledge would be incorporated into the concatenated trail segments as the Oregon Trail took its early shape. Here's some interesting words that Wikipedia is using. <laughs> so uh, the Oregon Trail was developed further up until the War of 1812 where due to the lack of fur trading posts in Oregon, the route was unused for over a decade. So now we move on to the Northwest Company and Hudson's Bay Company. So uh, between the Northwest Company and the Hudson's Bay Company, there were some skirmishes between them with the British trying to discourage American fur trappers from settling or doing any significant trapping in the, North, or in the Pacific Northwest. So the Hudson's Bay Company built Fort Vancouver in 1824, and it was slightly upstream from Fort Astoria. They were originally hoping that the Columbia River was going to be a border between Canada and the U.S., and of course that didn't happen. So Fort Vancouver quickly became the center of activity in the Pacific Northwest, and by 1840 it had 34 outposts, 24 ports, 6 ships, and approximately 600 employees. So immigration through the Oregon Trail began about 1836, and the fort was basically the last stop for the travelers where they could get supplies before starting their homestead. Uh, so they had some more forts hopping or popping up all over the Oregon Trail, such as Fort Colville in 1825, Fort Nisqually in 1843, and later Fort Victoria was also built in 1843. Mm -hmm. And this became the center for operations in British Columbia, later becoming modern day Victoria, the capital of BC. Mm -hmm. So there's some little personal <laughs> stuff in there. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was always surprised, like, oh, why wasn't like Vancouver the capital of BC? It's like the biggest city, but like it's not the first city. <laughs> yeah, everyone or, is. Yeah. I think it's a lot of Americans that assume that Vancouver is the capital of. Mm -hmm. uh, BC. Yeah. Um, so in 1846, uh, the signing of the Oregon Treaty with Britain, which ended the Oregon boundary dispute, and the Canada-US border was established at the 49th parallel. So basically, the British lost a lot of land that mm -hmm. way, uh, because the Columbia River is significantly lower mm -hmm. or further south than the 49th parallel. Uh, so there were a large number of plains bison living in the Great Plains, and it was called the Great American Desert. Uh, I didn't write too much about that. So fur traders, trappers, and explorers. 
Several explorers were sponsored by the American government to explore the Oregon Trail, and they wrote extensively about their travels. So the first decent map of California and Oregon uh, was drawn by John C. Fremont and other topographers and cartographers of the U.S. Army Corps of Top Topographical Engineers in 1848. Uh, so the Great Migration of 1843, which is also known as the Wagon Train of 1843, uh, about 700 to 1,000 immigrants left for Oregon, or initially led by former U.S. Army Captain and fur trader John Gant, who required $1 per person in the train of wagons. Very pricey, it seems. How much a dollar in 1843? <laughs> I don't know. That would be kind of interesting to yeah. figure that out. Um, later immigration and uses of the trail. So about 400,000 pioneers had used the Oregon Trail and its offshoots. And it was still used during the Civil War, but use declined after the completion of the Panama Railroad. Uh, along the trail, many ferries were established for the rivers. Uh, and taking the ferries increased the cost of taking the Oregon Trail by $30, but it also reduced the time of transit from the normal 160 to 170 days down to 120, 140 days in 1860. So I would take that because that's a significant like 30 or 20 to 30 days that you could uh, cut out of your, your trip. Mm -hmm. um, and the use of these ferries also reduced drowning deaths during river crossings. So what do they say in the musical? Friends don't let friends ford the river. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then the army improved the trail for the use of wagons and stagecoaches in 18... 59 and 1860. So trail decline. Uh, the first transcontinental railroad was completed in 1869. It was faster, safer, and usually cheaper means of getting to Oregon. And it took about six or seven days and cost about 65 bucks. Uh, so some immigrants still chose to choose the to go by the trail well into the 1890s. But uh, one of the, I, I don't know why I added this, but uh, there was one of the kind of, what's the word? Like one of the risks of taking the Oregon Trail was that you could get dysentery. Mm -hmm. And so I added a little bit of what is dysentery? <laughs> uh, so it's a type of gastroenteritis. And the symptoms are fever, abdominal pain, incomplete defecation, and dehydration. And the cause is basically the bacteria Shigella. And it's the contamination of food and water with feces due to poor sanitation. So I guess when you're on the, on the road or on the trail, you don't really have that much time to wash yourself up. And I don't know how well they were washing themselves as they were going along in the 1800s so mm -hmm. that's all I have for the history of the Oregon Trail. Cool. So the characters in the Trail of Oregon there are six well I mean there are six actors but like a bunch of different characters they all play different characters as, as well as their main roles. So dad who's known as Jack Bauer in the filmed production um, he's a farmer from Illinois who dreams of life in Oregon with his family. Uh, he's just a very fatherly figure um because he is a father um mom <laughs> and she's known as slippery when wet in the uh production um i'm just i'm gonna just preface this by saying they asked for audience suggestions for the names um so they didn't make these names themselves they just heard them in the crowd they just said okay you're slippery when wet now for the next two hours and they all have to refer to each other as those names it, it's I think it's their most like uh, audience inclusive show that they've done. Yeah. Um, so mom is mother of two, daughter of grandpa. Uh, daughter, she's known as Mouthface, looking for love on the trail. Yeah, she gets kidnapped. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so maybe don't be so ambitious. <laughs> um, son, who's known as Crap Hole. Uh, seven and male, all American boy. <laughs> <laughs> a face like apple pie. Yeah. 
uh, grandpa, who's known as Titty Mitty, Titty Mitty, uh, old and semi-senile. <laughs> And then McDoon, charming fur trapper and trader who also kidnaps Mouthface. Oh. Yeah. So the creatives for the show are um, music and lyrics by Jeff Blim, book by Jeff Blim, Matt Lang, and Nick Lang. So Jeff Blim graduated from the University of Michigan, dual majoring in jazz studies and theater performance. Uh, shows he has written include The Trail Organ, The Guy Who Done the Musicals, and Black <laughs> Friday. Uh, Starkid rules. Starkid rules include Aragog in a very Potter senior year, oh Aladdin and Twisted, <laughs> and Sweet Tooth in Holy Musical. I'm oh, sorry, Holy Musical Batman. <laughs> in Holy Batman. Batman. Um, in 2009, he played Chuck and Understudy Ren in the 10th anniversary tour of Footloose. Uh, he has appeared in Chicago Med, 911, Veep, and SWAT. Um, and there, so all these guys that I'm going to mention, they all, I believe they're all from the University of Michigan. It's a very prestigious theater program in the States. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. But they all met each other in that, in that school and they created this uh, production company, Stark and Musicals. Um, they've been going for about 10 years, haven't they? Yeah. They've been going for a while. I think their, their first one was me and my dick. Um, don't know when that was. Um, Nick Lang is one of the founding members of Stark and Musicals. He has written credits on most of the Stark and Musicals, as well as Rob, as well as appearing as Robin in Holy Musical Batman and Arthur Weasley in the Very Potter series. Um, and then Matt Lang is his brother, and he's younger, and he's done all the same things, except for the he hasn't appeared in anything. He's just cameoed in a couple of little things. Okay. Um, cast notes, uh, Jamie Lynn Beattie has appeared in 11 of 12 Stark and Musicals. Notable roles include, uh, Jenny Weasley in, in the Harry Potter series, Poison Ivy in Halloween Musical Batman, and Schwipsy in Firebringer. Uh, she also studied at the LaGuardia School of Performing Arts, the school from fame. Have you oh, heard okay. of, have you heard of fame? Just, like in passing because I think the remake came out when I was very young yeah I don't know I listened to it a little bit a, while, a little while ago and it was, it was cool um I only I only know like the one song for sure like that out here on my own um and then Corey Doris he played oh uh Jamie Lynn Beattie she played um daughter all right mouth face uh Corey oh, Doris thanks. played uh grandpa or titty Mitty. Um, he's an original member of Stark and Beasts his first show being Me and My Dick, appearing as Big T. He has also appeared in Station 19 and a couple other TV shows. Hmm. Lauren Lopez has appeared in Stark and Beasts such as the Very Potter series, Firebringer, Black Friday. Um, and she's engaged to Joey Richter, who yes. is a founding member of Stark and Beasts appearing in 9 out of 12 uh, musicals. Notably, he's appeared as Ron Weasley in the Very Potter series himself in Me and My Dick, and Bug in Starship. He founded the Tin Can Brothers with Corey Lebowitch and Brian Rosenthal, who are also from Starkid. Yeah. Um, I actually know, like, the only one I've watched, like, out of this whole realm is the um, Spies Are Forever. That's the <laughs> only one I've watched out of, like, Starkid and Tin Can Bros. It's so good. Yeah, that was the one that uh, introduced me to Star Kid and Tin Can Bros, where mm -hmm. I can't remember where it had shown up, but I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Oh, wow, it's the people who did the, I don't, I really don't want to go to work today. I don't really want to <laughs> yeah. do the work today. I don't really want to do the work today. So I was like, oh, well, they have a bunch of different shows. I should check them out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that was it. Um, but just a little <laughs> bit of Star Kid. Um, so Starkid Productions, also known as Team Starkid, is an American musical theater company founded in 2009 at the University of Michigan by Darren Chris, Brian Holden, Matt Lang, and Nick Lang. Yes, yes, that Darren Chris. Um, <laughs> originally known for their viral success of, of their first musical, a Harry Potter musical, a parody of the Harry Potter series. Um, so they create a lot of parodies or they kind of create parodies off of different tropes. So this is like the show is obviously a parody of the trailer or kind of like the video game. Yeah. Um, the Harry Potter series is based off the Harry Potter series. And then the, um, oh, the Holy Musical Batman was like a spoof of like uh, superheroes. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to look at? 
Um, I wonder if they ran into any like copyright issues with. I don't uh, know. That's a good question. <laughs> like Batman and then uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, and there have some some famous people come out of uh, Starkid, like Darren Chris. Obviously, he's like from Glee, mm-hmm. and he's done a bunch of Netflix shows now. Yeah, and Hollywood, and I haven't watched that. Have you? No, I haven't. I heard it's good though. Um, the Gianni Versace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I heard that. I mean, he won an Emmy for that. I think. Yeah, he did. Uh, and then he's also been in. He did. Uh, he's done a couple of Broadway things. He was in Hedwig and the Angry Inch on Broadway. Okay. And how to succeed in business without really trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I know uh, Mariah Rose Faith was in um, Black Friday. No, sorry. Uh, the guy who didn't like musicals. Mm-hmm. She uh, was one of the baristas. Uh, and she's playing Regina George on the musical, sorry, in the Mean Girls uh, tour right now. Okay. Yeah. She's actually, um, she had like a YouTube channel where she just did covers and stuff and they found her through that and they like asked her for an audition. Okay. So I I remember seeing that she was supposed to be in Black Friday, but uh, something uh, coincided with Mm. the time that she would have needed to be there. So they had uh, a new, a new member come in. Uh, when was Black Friday? Black Friday was yeah uh, October last October, year. Yeah, October thirty first to December eighth, and that's like when the tour was like just starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Oh, oh yeah, that was okay. Sorry. Two thousand nineteen. Yeah, but yeah, they did their first show, um, a very popular musical, in April 9th to eleventh two thousand nine. So it's been twelve years. Oh, 12 years this year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's funny because uh since uh getting Instagram and then uh fig or finding out about Star Kid, I've been following some of them uh and then finding out like oh uh Joey Richter and uh Lauren Lopez are engaged and they have mm-hmm. this chihuahua dog. Yeah. At least I think it's a chihuahua named like Linda or something. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. And then I think proper. Uh... Brian Rosenthal and Meredith. Oh yeah. Are are they? They actually got married. Uh, yeah, they did. I'm not sure when that was, but it was recently. I think it was a couple years ago. Yeah. Maybe like two or three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Uh oh no! I put I put like that down as like okay, so favorite song, but I didn't fill it out. Um, <laughs> I really. The one that I listen to a lot is Lost Without You, I think. Mm. That's what it's called. Yeah. Because uh, Jamie Lynn Beatty just has an amazing voice. Yeah, she's so good. Yeah, and just a very expressive face. Like, she's got very expressive eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, she has Disney eyes. <laughs> she has Disney eyes. Yeah. Well. And, uh, yeah, I just really like most of these songs, and especially... Um, I can't really put it on like my list of like like I have a musical playlist but I can't really Mm. put this song in there which is your wagon is on fire yeah (laughs) it just seems like such a weird one to put in there but I love it when like I took notes throughout me watching the entire thing and one of them was crap holes dance is iconic (laughs) when (laughs) Lauren comes out and it's like whoosh 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 (laughs) did you at least watch that scene no Oh no, you I'm have sorry. to watch it. It's so funny. Um, Your wagon is on fire. And then she comes out with like these streamers in her hand. And like, <laughs> <whoosh>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I took notes throughout so I could always like mm-hmm. mention it. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite song? Um, I think I love the opening number. Oh, it's yeah. just like it's so much fun and like so campy. I love I love the camp of the show. It's just so like well, we know it's cheesy, but enjoy the ride. <laughs> Um, I loved You Gotta Go. Um, yeah. The sun, it's just so, like, this beautiful song, The Sun's Dying of Dysentery, and it's just, like, so gross. Yeah, I, I think when I get to that point, I have to turn it off, because I'm like, I can't handle yeah, the, no, the farting. It's um, just a lot. <laughs> I, also, I also like uh, Naked in a Lake. Naked in the Lake. Yeah. Like, what's what's the kid's fascination with skinny dipping? I don't know. Very but like, strange. You're going to get more dysentery if you do that, so. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I like the running joke of him eating 
Yeah, he just puts random things in his mouth and then he's like, if it jumps out, then all of the power to you or something like that. <laughs> and where he's like, I I put a scorpion in my mouth the other day mm-hmm. and that guy, he jumped out. He did not want to be there. And um, see, this is why you need to watch the entire thing because yeah. when the mom's like, like here, like hands the gun to him and then he like, looks at it and he's like I don't know how to use it and she's like figure it out and then he just kind of looks at it like weighs it in his hands and then all of a sudden tries to put it into his mouth and everyone (laughs) goes like no 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 oh my god it's probably one of the funniest moments of the entire play yeah (laughs) and then everyone's just like oh my god did that actually happen he almost blew his head off yeah yeah um your like who's your favorite character um I really like I mean I love Lauren Lopez so it has to be, it has to be the son she's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so re- fun like I love her comedic timing <laughs> yeah um I really like Slippery When Wet yeah because uh I really liked the kind of her mama bear quality and yeah. uh when she was talking to McDoon when he was coming over to make sexual advances on your daughter um <laughs> when she was like i made this girl out of my flesh and my blood my sweat and tears and i would rather smother her in her sleep than let you anywhere near her and it's just like yeah <laughs> you go mom yeah uh and then just the dynamics between her and uh mouth face mm-hmm where she pretends to die to teach Mouthface a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, I like him. Uh, sorry, Slippery when it was your favorite character? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you like crap hole. I also love um, like the fake, uh, like the rhymes they make in the, in the first song, like oh, yeah. <laughs> this or crap. <laughs> <laughs> or a gap and or a gate <laughs> or you can go next door and see something professional we wouldn't blame you a bit if you're sitting through this or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i like the part where uh jack bauer or uh, the dad he forgets what crapple's name is and he's like like what's your name again uh, crapple yeah. And then Slippery Woman, it's just like, it's a family name, come on. <laughs> or like, we're the dick rats. <laughs> the dick rats, which is Star Kid backwards. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, well, it I is. didn't think of that. <laughs> that was a funny name. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> the dick rats. Yeah. Um, and then I, I like that Joey Richter is playing so many different characters. Yeah. And because uh, he's McDoon, the... General, general store, store guy, guy. Yeah. and then there's the other dude the the guy with the big mustache i think mm-hmm. at the bar or something like that have you what other star kid shows have you watched um basically all of them the only ones that i haven't seen are it's like this the star trooper one oh, the, the, the uh, one with starship? the bugs yeah, yeah starship i yeah. haven't seen that one and I haven't seen all the Harry Potter ones just yet because mm. the the yeah I haven't sat down to watch them all but uh, I have I have watched like the Scooby Doo kind of one from Tim mm. Cambrose that yeah. one isn't exactly a musical it's more of a play okay maybe it's still, like, like a, it's still like a parody though yes yeah and uh, Lauren Lopez plays like a uh, plays Velma and Velma's on <laughs> Ambien and uh, like ambien i'm on it and then she like passes out yeah um, i i haven't i've watched a couple i've watched like bits and pieces of the harry potter one mm-hmm. um like just circus is one thing i've just never gotten into i'm sure i would love it um i just and I, everyone's talking about it all the time i'm like okay i know <laughs> um and i've, I've watched spies forever because i found the soundtrack like without without the show like i think i saw it on like, instagram or something I love yeah. Kurt Mega. Yeah. Yeah. And you get some LGBT representation. Yeah. So like kiss, like, oh, I'm gay. <laughs> you're you're not my type. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um 
so they they have a bunch of uh parts of like foreshadowing mm-hmm. throughout this musical where they're talking yeah. about dysentery and they're like oh it's nothing that we're gonna have to worry about mm-hmm. or you won't have to kill any animals son or lobsters will never play a significant role in my <laughs> life <laughs> yeah i just love the camp of it it's so funny yeah yeah um they mentioned the donner party um i meant to research that but i didn't have time mm-hmm. uh where they i guess they were a group of pioneers that were going somewhere yeah, they um and, they and got stuck each in, other yeah they got stuck in the, the, the blizzard and they yeah. ended up, they ended up beating each other did you um, hear that they they um uh solved a, a a really old cold case oh really really recently it was the Oh, Di- the Dyatlov Pass uh, massacre or murder or something like that. But everyone was really confused as to what happened because it was some people who were on this mountain and there were like tents that were like ripped open from the inside and people were like missing body parts and whatever, but they couldn't figure out what had happened. And that was like 60 years ago or something. But then they found out what had happened because this guy had used like simulated snow from the Frozen animation. Movie. Oh, oh, right, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So they they were like, "Hey, what would happen if you had like an avalanche or like a freak small avalanche here?" And then so they used the simulation, and then they realized actually at a certain velocities, like snow can act as kind of like a projectile and can yeah. kill people like that. <laughs> And so they they solved it by using snow simulation from Frozen. So funny. Yeah. So a little bit of production history. They had their first show was at stage was performed at stage seven seven three in Chicago, Illinois, between July third and August tenth, twenty fourteen. Um, it ran for 24 performances and was performed in rep with uh, Ani, also produced by Starkid, um, which is why uh, Corey Doris has only been in 11 and 12 because he couldn't be in the one that was running consecutively. Um, and then they had a limited run off Broadway uh, at the Cherry Tree Lane Theater, um, which was, a, which was a, from the full Chicago cast. And this is the first time Starkid show was perceived a full production in New York City. Very nice. Yeah, and then they uh, had an off West End production at the Other Palace, which is where Heather's uh, Heather to be in the UK. Um, and then they went to the uh, Edinburgh French Festival, uh, August thirteenth to twenty fifth, eighteen twenty eighteen. And I think that's the same festival that Sex premiered at. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what production were they doing there? Uh, the Trail to Oregon. Okay, so they revived it in 2018? Yeah, um, in the UK. Uh, And then they, the show is available for licensing, so anybody can do it if they want it. That would be such a a fun show to do, like, only six people. (laughs) Six Uh, people, then you have that one poor guy who's doing all of Joey Richter's roles and running around. Uh, like even like the independent song he's running around he's like oh i have this i have this hat on Brendan's on the stage i have a mustache now on the stage, <laughs> i have a different hat <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite things oh i think they there's a, a compilation online where it's like all the quick changes mm-hmm. uh in certain shows but one of my favorite bits that he does which probably would have had to deal with a lot of running and coordination mm-hmm. is that when they're doing speed run uh, mm-hmm. So he has to run backwards on stage to show how fast the wagon is going, <laughs> yeah. and so he's just like running backwards, and they like it looks like they're blowing past him, and then he has to run back around the stage, go back to where he had started from before, and then do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just funny seeing him start on one side of the stage, yeah. and then disappear, and then come back on that other side. Yeah. And I was like, oh god. (laughs) Also not tripping while running backwards. I know. (laughs) It's always my favorite part because he goes so quickly. Mm -hmm. And it just has such a cool uh, effect seeing how fast they were going. Um, And the show hasn't won any awards because it hasn't been up for anything because everything has been, everyone has had has been like really limited. Like only like a week or two. Yeah. Yeah. But if we, I don't know, get on Broadway. 
get like, I don't know, Jeremy Jordan could be father. <laughs> I mean, Jeremy could do anything, but. <laughs> yeah, it'd be uh, funny to see some like Broadway people doing it and yeah. uh, making sense of some of the lyrics that are in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know if it would work because it's such a small show. Um, yeah. But you know, so many people would go see it. Yeah, for sure. Or I, I guess like Star Kid uh, fans would go see it, but then yeah. they would probably want Star Kid actors. Yeah, that's the thing. They want Star Kid actors, but then if you have Star Kid actors, then like the main, the main, like the normies <laughs> won't be like, oh, who's this guy? I don't know who he is. I want like Neil Patrick Harris or whatever. I mean, we love Joe Patrick Harris, but yes. he's, a little, he's a little bit too mainstream for this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just some of the little like uh, mannerisms from each of the actors that mm-hmm. I, I enjoy. Like you could tell that it was written like by somebody that knew these people. <laughs> um, like it's all like, like Starkid's a very like intertwined group. Like they're all like, it's, it's a family basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh there's that's my son crap hole the baby killer (laughs) (laughs) because uh do you see the part where they run into like all their food supplies have gone because (laughs) crap hole kept throwing it off the back of the wagon because he wanted to see how it bounced Um, no but i saw the part at the end where um uh Mouthface takes his shoe off and then bounces it, and she's like, "That was a good bounce," <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> that bounced real nice. Um, so he he has to go, or that's when the mom gives him the gun, and he almost shoots his head off, and <laughs> by yeah. testing it out in his mouth, and then uh, he has to go kill a bison or mm-hmm. an ox, or I don't know what it is, but he does kill a family of bison. <laughs> Have you, um, this is kind of off topic, have you been to uh, theater sports at Vancouver? No. Okay. Um, this reminded me a lot of it, like, mostly just of the suggestions and, like, the, um, the audience interaction. But we used to go there a lot when I was younger. It was, like, it's an improv place and they do, like, dinner shows and stuff like that. (laughs) It'd be fun to go there again. I haven't, I mean, I haven't been anywhere in a while, but. It's kind of along the same lines as that, uh, place that we went to in Calgary. Oh, the yeah, the um, Jubilation Dinner Theater. Yes. Yeah. Where they that did like fun. a mixture of uh, <laughs> school, school of rock and the uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, that was that's yeah. a weird combination. Yeah, uh, for, I think it was like Ferris Bueller's School of Rock. <laughs> yeah, Ferris yeah. Bueller's School of Rock, and we made friends with the drummer girl. Yeah, and, uh, she was very fun. Yeah. Uh, dysentery World is a psychedelic trip yeah uh did you see that part uh i listened to it and i was like kind of like what's happening okay so he he the dad and the mom are trying to kind of get it on (laughs) and so the dad's like oh would you look at that and he's like wearing long johns and he's like it seems like one of the butt one of the buttons on my butt flap are coming undone it'd be a shame (laughs) if it fell open and then they kind of or he gets the band to do some like kind of Marvin Gaye like yeah sexy music to get it on and then they go into like a sleeping bag and uh Slippery Winwet gets bit by a rattlesnake or something like that and then she's like oh my god like suck it out suck out the poison from my leg and then he does and then she's like oh I'm cured you actually did something right for once and then he like swallows it and he's like thanks (laughs) And then she's like, you're not supposed to swallow it. And so he like has like a psychedelic trip where he's kind of slightly dead, but not. And so he's, everyone else dresses up in like these animal masks and they're starting singing like, it's a dysentery world, dysentery, dysentery. (laughs) And it's so trippy. And it would be like, if you were like literally tripping, you would be frightened (laughs) to death of what the song actually um, um a friend of mine from school he has like a theater company like in oakville ontario Ooh. and um they were gonna do this show in the spring but i mean obviously everything happened in the spring 
Yeah. I was like, do I stay in Ontario for the summer? But I'm like, no, I'm going to go home. <laughs> and then we all came home anyways. I would love to start like a theater troupe. Yeah. Just we should just fun. do that with our our grade 12 people. Yeah. That'd be fun. I mean, how many people would do it? It'd be like you, me, Hannah, Cindy. Julian. Julian. Uh, you could probably convince Haley to do it. Yeah. She never did musical theater, but she said that she might be interested. Yeah. A lot of people don't do musical theater because it's a lot of time commitment in high school. I know. Yeah. But once we get vaccines and stuff, Mm -hmm. then it'll be easier to see each other. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) They go after the intermission uh, and they lose their wagon and Mouthface is gone with McDoon. You get uh, the family showing up to the uh, the bar and they're like, do you have any water? And they're like, oh, water's going to cost you, but I'll give you some Mike's Hard Lemonades free of charge. Yeah. And then they're like, like really? You're going to give Mark's Hard Lemonades to a kid? Like, aren't you worried that he's going to get drunk? Drunk off of Mike's Hard Lemonades, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, um, it's... I think they must be able to say stuff like that if they like if it's knowingly a parody and they're not promoting the product. Yeah. Because like they talk about like red vines in um a very popular musical. Yeah. Um like they make a lot of cultural references. So I think if they like go about the intention that it's satire and that it's a parody of this, then it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they make significant amounts of money yeah. off of it. Mm-hmm. Um when you, <laughs> when the dad or Jack Bauer is uh, confronting the guy who sold him the crappy wagon, and then he was singing "When the World's at Stake" like yeah. a surprise of it, and I nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Wow, you really went for it there." <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, but I was in Independence <laughs> Community, whatever of, uh, oh, what is it called? Uh, production West of West Side Story. West Side Story? Yeah. I played Tony. Yeah. <laughs> so you like, big fish, small pond, but I was proud of it. And then they kind of crack a bit. Yeah. You should see the video where it's a bunch of, like, bloopers from shows mm-hmm. or when something went wrong. Yeah. Or, like, uh, in the Harry Potter one, it's Darren Chris sitting on the guy who plays Hagrid and it, uh, sitting on his lap. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what's wrong, Harry? And he's like bouncing him up and down. And Darren <laughs> Chris keeps laughing. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. I've watched the opening number of that, of that show like 20 times. And I've never actually, actually watched a full show. It's just the opening <laughs> number slaps. And like, I love Lauren Lopez's Draco. Oh my God. <laughs> Did somebody say Draco Malfoy? <laughs> and everyone just freaks out. <laughs> pig farts, pig farts. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just, I need to go down a rabbit hole at some point soon of Starkid. Maybe that's what I'll do with my free time soon. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to say? Um, what is it? <laughs> do, do you watch, wait, you said that you watched like the last 20 minutes, right? Yeah, it was like from like the bar scene. Okay. So just like the one world that's at stake reprise. Yeah, so do you see the part where McDoon and uh, my name's Cletus Joan. I killed three people. Uh, so you have Cletus the Bandit King and uh, Mouthface and they like end up in the water mm-hmm. and then it's a rapid and it's just like, this this can't be the end of the Bandit King. Oh no! <laughs> he, like accidentally lets go because he does his like over the eyes kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't really get the lobster thing at the very end. No, me either. I was just kind of confused, but I mean, it might have been something for that I missed. But yeah, could have been an inside uh, joke, but it was just yeah. Strange. I mean, but I also I did skip. Well, I didn't skip all of the song, but like the um the wagon song, the second act, <laughs> like when they're in the water. I kind of skipped a little <laughs> bit of it. Like, I, I'm like, you know what? This is a bit much for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I love speed run. Speed run's pretty fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can basically like quote so many things 
from the different Star Kids <laughs> productions. And yeah. the problem is that no one else gets it. Yeah. And like, I, I did introduce Star Kid to my roommate back in Victoria, and he mm. absolutely loved it. He latched onto it really, really quickly. Mm. And uh, we started watching them together in the living room. Oh. Uh, I think we watched. Uh, what what else did we watch? We watched crap. What's it called? A uh, Black Friday, like the minute mm. that it got uploaded onto YouTube. Nice. And that was a lot of fun to watch it. Um, based on all of their other productions, I don't think there's another historical one. I mean, but they're all based on something, so we can always do like like a super. We can do like whole musical Batman and just like research like. Or it's a Batman. Uh, <laughs> or it's a Batman like superheroes. Or like we do the Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the history of Black Friday. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> People die every year because of capitalism. Oh, I mean is... I mean not just from that, but you know. I know, I know. But like uh I hate Black Friday. I know. It's just I mean, so I, annoying. I did indulge this year, but like I I just bought a sweater and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um what was I gonna say? Yeah, Firebird is based off like prehistoric era, but like it's not like it's not historical, it's just like based on like the discovery of fire. I'm surprised how like recently shows are. I thought that they um that the show uh Oregon Tra- uh, Trail of Oregon was like from a lot earlier, but I guess it's just 2014. Oh, it's still like seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. Yeah, it seems like they come out with something new like every year. Yeah. And uh, I know that Star Kid right now, or not right now, but uh, this past year have been doing uh, some sort of like YouTube show Mm -hmm. where they have like a new episode every week or something, but I can't remember what it's called. Nightmare Time? No. So oh, uh, like it? like Timber Creek or something like that. Okay. Yeah, but they had Darren Chris in those again. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, what else was happening with? I remember last year because it was the no no two years ago it was like the year tenth anniversary. Mm-hmm. So they did a bunch of concerts and stuff. Yeah, they do like their reunion tours and mm-hmm. that and. Uh, have you seen Black Friday yet? No, I haven't. So they have like the Wiggly doll mm-hmm. or something like that, but you can actually buy the Wiggly doll online. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's a creepy looking thing, I it tell you. It is, yeah. I've, I've seen pictures <laughs> of it, and I'm like, wow. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I can remember a... Uh... I don't think I can remember a production that doesn't have Joey Richter or Lauren Lopez in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they were Jenny and Ron. I uh, know. But Draco. Sorry, you had Draco. No, uh, Jamie Limbini was Jenny, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's cool seeing them do their <laughs> thing. Wait, I just wanted was... to do it so bad. I know. Who was Hermione? Was um, that Meredith? Meredith was Hermione the last one. Yeah. Meredith's so pretty. There was someone else who did it who did Hermione for the first two, I think. Um Yeah, the reason I haven't watched it yet is that it's all like on YouTube. It's broken up to like five minute segments. Yeah. Um Who's the original? Also, it's not the greatest, like, uh, camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's from 2009. <laughs> which which is excusable, but yeah. uh, nowadays it's kind of like, hey. Yeah. So the Hermione is uh, Bonnie Grusin. Bonnie. Wait, Brittany Coleman. Wait, is that, like, the Brittany Coleman? Uh, never mind, different spelling. Nah. Sorry. Um, It'd be disappointing if, like, she goes to sign or goes to audition for something and everyone's going, like, oh my God, it's Brittany Coleman. And then they're like, oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brittany Coleman. I thought it was uh, Brittany 
Johnson. Um, wait. That's wait. a big difference. <sighs> Sorry. This is fucking me. Um, Brittany Johnson. Okay, never mind. Um, Brittany Johnson was the first Black Linda on Broadway in 2019. Because I had a bunch of different uh, people that played Glinda, but she was the first black one. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you everybody for listening to our episode. Um, you can find us on Instagram at History of the Spotlight. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at History and SP1 or at our email at History of the Spotlight at gmail.com. Uh, email your opinions, your fun facts, um, anything that's happened to you in theater, just anything. We're bored in quarantine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, Goodbye.